Hello and welcome to Starside Cafe. Oh, <laughs> I did it Hi, again. you did it again. Starside Chat is what this podcast is called. It's for the YouTube channel Starside Cafe, where we talk about video games and movies. And we have a very exciting show because it's the year-end wrap-up show this week. Uh, I guess it's number 26, episode 26. That's right. But anyway, last show, probably last show of the year before 2019. That's true. And uh, yeah, so we thought we would have some fun and wrap up the year by talking about the best and worst and our favorites of uh, the year. So we don't know how we're going to do this. We're going to do this making it up as we go, I guess. But uh, we're going to go through our top fives of, for 2018 of video games and not really our top five movies, just some of our favorite movies of the year. But a thing to start out with would be our asterisk to say, this is the stuff we missed. So my asterisks are Octopath Traveler, Captain Toad, Treasure Tracker, Yakuza, all of them, just any Yakuza. I'm sure there were like two or three of them. <laughs> Spider-Man on PS4. That's probably the biggest one. Um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Forza Horizon 4, and Just Cause 4. I didn't play any of those games, so they can't make my top five for this year, but they might have if I had had a chance to play them. I so, also didn't play any of those, but the only ones I wrote down that I feel bad for missing out on are Spider-Man and uh, Celeste. Oh, yeah. I did not play Celeste either. But anyway, so those will not be making either of our lists. Did we want to start with the our, the most disappointing games of the year for us? I didn't have anything for that, but uh, if yeah, if you, we can discuss those. Okay, so I had two. They are Sea of Thieves and Fallout 76. Yeah, I knew Fallout 76 was going to be one. Yeah, not necessarily super high expectations for either, but they didn't even meet modest expectations, I would say. Did you ever go back into Sea of Thieves post? Didn't they have some content releases? They did, but I did not buy Sea of Thieves because... Oh, that's right. Like, I, I took part in the beta and I think even one of the alphas... I played some of it, and it felt very bare to me, like really bare bones. And I was like, well, surely that's because they're just withholding content for the full release. Mm -hmm. And then the full release came out, and it was everything that I had played in, you know, the beta or whatever. And I was like, well, there's just not a lot here. Um, (laughs) So... Yeah, that was pretty disappointing. I know, like, there are some fans of it that are that loved it anyway, just for what it was, and good on them. But uh, yeah, I found it pretty disappointing. But anyway, why don't you start us off with your number four? Number five, or five? Yeah, what what did I say? Zach, my number five is Red Dead Redemption Two. What? Yeah, it's a shocker. A little bit of a shocker. Now, you have only played, as of this recording, up to chapter three? That's right. And I think it would have placed higher if I had been able to spend more time with it. But right now, even though I've played like 25, no, maybe like 20 hours, I still don't feel like I have really gotten into a rhythm with the game. I mean, I like it a lot, and I'm going to continue to play it. 
And maybe like uh, six months from now or like three months from now, it will have been my game of the year. But as it is right now, uh, it has not impacted me as much as the next things on my list. That's fair. I think for both of us, uh, whatever we have at our number five, which I will reveal momentarily, is mainly because we've just not spent enough time with them yet. And that's kind of a thing that I tried to consider when I went into some of this because there's stuff that I put in my honorable mentions that I've spent more time with than my number five. My number five is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oh, see, I I played maybe 10 minutes of it when we did that project. How far in did you get to it? I spent probably around 10 hours with it. Oh, wow. Um, And I want to play more of it. We will be getting a copy on Uplay on PC uh, because anybody who took part in the Assassin's Creed or the Project Stream beta uh, and played Assassin's Creed Odyssey you're getting a free PC version or PC copy of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sign up for it if you want that. Sign up for Project Stream. You might still be able to get into it. But yeah, I was really into it. Like for, uh, like I knew I had too much going on to really play a lot of it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was recording footage for our Project Stream video that we were doing. Uh, and so I tried to give the game a fair shake and I played through the like entirety of that starting area and yeah, I was really into it. And I was like, if this game had come out earlier in the year and (laughs) there wasn't so much other like big games coming out around it and I didn't have so much going on with like school at the time, I definitely would have played a ton of this game. And we have a friend that has played a lot of it. He's played like 50 hours or or more of it. And he loves the game. So I think quality-wise, there's no doubt that Assassin's Creed Odyssey is one of the best in the the franchise. And it's the first one in the franchise that I've played since Brotherhood, which is like the third one. So it's pretty significant to be able to draw me back into the franchise uh, when I have like avoided it for so long because I was just Mm. like done with it. But just the changes they've made to the formula and everything have been interesting enough to to bring me back. And I think it's really, really well done. So that's number five. Why don't you give us your number four? Zach, my number four is Destiny 2 Forsaken. Oh, you did the thing I didn't think that you would do. Oh, yeah. And that's put a DLC on your list. Yeah, I don't know. I Destiny 2 disappointed us, and I feel like Bungie should get some recognition for what they did with Forsaken, because it became a more interesting game, and I keep meaning to play more of it. I just have not had time. But I feel like if I had, if I did have time, I would be playing a ton of Destiny, because it seems great. They've been really great about every it seems like every week there's like new stuff dropping like they have committed to making it into a hobby which i meant to and i love the whole mm-hmm. i love the um man i don't even know what it's called i forgot what the what's the area called you get access to uh yeah that place that you go the shores yeah. or whatever F- forsaken shores no i don't even, i don't know it's been so long but anyway <laughs> forsaken is great and uh, is my number four. I hope to play more of it, but I think it's turned a bad game good. Yeah. What about you? What's your number four? My number four is Dragon Ball Fighters. 
or Fighter Z. Oh, I didn't know you played that. I did. So it came out back in January, the same week as Monster Hunter World. And I played a ton of it the first weekend. And it actually did what I wanted Super Smash Brothers Ultimate to do with the story, where they had this story mode where, and they're kind of similar, where you have these sort of shadow versions of the other Z fighters, and you're kind of like going through and taking them down or whatever. And there's this whole story that kind of, like, it's a little bit cliche because it, it just sort of like, is built around making the mechanics of the game make sense where you can have uh, a world where now like Yamcha can stay in toe to toe with like Frieza and Cell and all of those guys. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And, uh, but like they did it in a way that made sense. I mean, playing through the game, like it's longer than you think it's going to be. It was like a good 20 hour story mode and it feels kind of just like this, side story movie of the Dragon Ball universe uh, that Mm. sort of brings together all the characters, like the good guys and the bad guys. And you can sort of have them all on the same team. And the fighting mechanics of it are super easy to sort of grasp and, but like difficult to master. Um, But to me, because I'm not super into fighters because I'm usually not very good at them, Dragon Ball Fighters was like sort of the next best thing to Smash Brothers in terms of just like accessibility to make a fighter that I could pick up and like learn the controls to pretty easily and pull off pretty much all the moves. And it's in that like classic Dragon Ball anime style to the point where you could just look at the screen and be like, is this an episode of the show? (laughs) <laughs> uh, but it's an actual game that's just like that has done the art style perfectly. So I liked it for all those reasons. And I wish I had played more of it over the, the course of the year. And actually, when Smash Brothers came out, it made me want to go back and play more. Uh, I haven't done that yet, but I would like to. And how crazy would it be if a character from Dragon Ball Z was in oh, Smash Brothers? That's a good point. We did well, like last week we, we talked about our who should be another like DLC character for Smash Brothers, maybe Goku? Man, wouldn't that be crazy? He'd have some sort of mechanic to be going like Super Saiyan 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Yeah, he could do that. I feel like they could pull that off pretty easily. His final smash would definitely be a Kamehameha. Yeah, definitely. No, maybe, actually, no, maybe it would be a Spirit Bomb. Maybe his uh, side B would be a Kamehameha. Yeah, that's yeah, that's definitely more like it. He would have instant transmission as his up B. I'm super into so all of this. <laughs> uh, Zach, my number three is another DLC. It's Enter the Gungeon Advanced Gungeons and Dragons. What? Because I played a ton of this. I bought it on uh, Steam and I played a ton of it. And then I bought it on Switch and I would just like take it off the dock and just like play it in bed or play it on the couch. I played so much Enter the Gungeon on two different platforms. I The Enter the Gungeon Advanced Gungeons and Dragons DLC was great. It added so much. It changed, it added so many things that made the game better, like the like running when all the enemies are dead in a room. And it's just so good. That game is like so polished and 
it's one of the best roguelikes I've ever played. Yeah, I it seemed interesting to me. I, I think we talked about doing a video on it, and we probably still should do a video on Enter the Gungeon, but not a game I've spent much time with. What's your number three? My number three is Monster Hunter World. Oh, yeah, you got super into that when it came out. Yeah, so I like I mentioned with uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, they came out the same weekend. And so I played Dragon Ball Fighters first. And when I finished that, I got super into Monster Hunter World to the point where I spent probably most of like February, uh, March and April just like grinding through that game. And I had way more fun with it than I thought I was going to. And just being able to like do co-op monster hunts and like uh, figure out the best way to like use each of the different weapons in it was all very fun and interesting. And they are all so different that it's like it's a little bit like learning to play a different game to learn how to use them. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, that was all very interesting to me. We did a video on Monster Hunter World way back. That was one of our early videos. I remember. So, yeah, we should you should go check that out. But the game has been supported over the course of the year. I've not kept up with it because I've been doing other things. But I think there's even, like, new content um, either that has either just come out or is coming out pretty soon. So if you're like into this game, like you could have been playing it all year long and kind of like Destiny, it would just be getting all these sort of seasonal events and updates. And so that's very cool. I played so much of it that I thought it deserved a spot on this list. <laughs> but tell me about your number two. Zach, the, a game that I played more than Enter the Gungeon that I still play, I'll still load it up and play it for like 10 minutes at a time, is Into the Breach. Ah, see, I was speculating that maybe this would make your number one. It It's great. Like, I don't know. We It was one of our first videos, and I think it might be our first video we ever did, maybe. No, but, our uh, first video was Sleeping Dogs. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, it was Sleeping Dogs. Um, I don't know, man. It's like, it's so, a thing that, um, I don't remember what review I read that said this, but... It stuck with me, like, uh, got into the, what is it? Not into the gungeon. Into the breach. Into the breach. They're, they start very similarly. <laughs> uh, into the breach uh, really values your time because at any time you can completely shut the game down and you come back and you're exactly where you were, even if you're mid-battle. Uh, and it's just like, it's so interesting. Like, so many different things can happen. And you want to unlock every team, and there's so many interesting achievements to get. Uh, I have a friend who 100%ed it, which I was very jealous of. But, like, even, like, I'll be playing, not playing, I'll be doing homework, and uh, I'll finish an assignment and just be like, you know, I could do, like, one run of in, I almost said Enter the Gungeon again, of Into <laughs> the Breach. Enter the Breach? It's Into, into the, the Breach. breach. <laughs> uh, and so I'll load it up, and I don't know, I just, like, I love the aesthetic of it. I love, I turned all the things so it goes super fast and I like bound all the actions that I need to my mouse. So I don't, I can, I can play it with one hand and I can just very quickly move stuff around. There's an achievement for like beating or like doing a run in under 30 minutes, which I've been trying to do, but I don't know. I just, I, I, 
I it's the perfect kind of puzzler for me, and I am in love with it. And I I should get it on Switch. I just haven't. I I just I always play it on my computer for whatever reason. But anyway, yeah, I'm that's very, my number two. I'm very interested in it being on Switch. I. I think you talked me into trying it out, and so I played it a little bit. I enjoyed it as well, I th- and I'm not someone who normally enjoys like strategy games that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, the art style is really good, and just like uh, the way it, the maps are laid out and everything, it's all it's it's a very good game, and it, it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of people were putting it in their top five. Speaking of which, what's your number two? My number two is a little game called God of War. Oh my God. And we famously did not finish it, but we did start a Let's Play, and I've been meaning to uh, get back to my playthrough of it because I I also started a separate playthrough, and I caught up to where we were uh, when our Let's Play uh, sort of ended or when we ran out of time to continue that series. And... Mm -hmm. um, so conveniently, I can just check our Let's Play to remember where we were at in the game <laughs> so that I should just be able to, to you know, reload my save and continue on from there. But I just, I loved the fighting in it. It was so, it was so like, good. Yeah, so visceral. The controls of it were so good. And the, the story and the direction for it, I, I believe it won best direction at the Game Awards. And it did. I, I voted for it because I was like, just... Some of these scenes that are and the way it sort of feels like it's uh, like there's no cut to it. It just sort of that keeps alone going. is just like such an achievement. Yeah, it's uh, astounding to me. And yeah, it, it's I think it's great, uh, even though I've not finished it and I'm, I'm going to try to finish it uh, over break if I can get around to it. But it's just everything about it is great. And I loved the time I got to spend with it. So anyway, tell me your number one. Zach, my number one is God of War. What? That's right. I actually went back and played more of it and I beat it. Oh, really? When did you do this? This must have been Sarah was on travel. And so I was just alone. And there was a in like part of like before the midpoint of my semester there was a a time when i didn't i still had my weekends and i was i would just be alone and so <laughs> i just like slammed through it i stopped doing side missions cuz i was just like i need to do this before sarah gets back in town cuz i won't have time and so i i beat it and i didn't do a lot of the side missions which i regret but it was amazing, and I—it's definitely the game I've put the most time in. I think. I think it's I, the only game I've completed this year, I believe, so far. I—I I was going to ask, should I mainline the just the main story stuff, or should I take the time to go do side stuff? I think side stuff is important. Some stuff, like definitely those two dwarves. Anything, anytime they tell you to do something, that's leading to something, and you should get the thing that that eventually leads to. Mm. Uh, but like, I don't know, there's a bunch of these, like, you'll, you'll start finding like rifts around and, uh, I remember I a lot some of those, those. Too, Yeah. Those are too hard. Yeah. Also harpies or not harpies. Um, Valkyries. Yes. I found one Valkyrie and I think there's like five or six of them or maybe even more than that, but I couldn't there's even hold my own. Them, yeah. 
against one of them. So I didn't defeat any of those. Really? I found one and it was a tough fight, but I finished it. And then I came up, I found another one and I was like, there's no way I'm beating this right mm-hmm. now. But the leveling in that game is so good. And like initially, I, you can look go, go back on our Let's Play. The first time we looked at the menus, we were just like, oh my God, there's so much. Yeah. <laughs> but you eventually get it down. And that's just like getting into a rhythm where you like do combos. I'm usually terrible at doing combos in any game. But I could get into a rhythm with this game, especially later on, where I was just like hammering away people and it felt very, very satisfying. And I think even if I had completed Red Dead Redemption 2, God of War would be still my number one because the I feel like the weakest thing in Red Dead Redemption Red Dead Redemption 2 is the the fighting, whereas the most fun thing in God of War is the fighting. That's fair. That's a good point. Um they mechanically speaking they really did nail just the the fighting and the the combat of god of war and i almost bought an axe zach you almost bought an axe well sarah and i were looking for like a a self-defense item oh yeah house now but i ended up buying a pitchfork i mean who doesn't own a pitchfork longer range zach you gotta have the range i guess that's true well what if they're up close then I, I should have bought the X. Maybe I can get an X still. Maybe I'll go get an X. You should just, I w- would love to see images of you walking around your house with an X at your, like on your hip and holding a pitchfork. <laughs> I'll be doing the Red Dead where you're holding a gun in each hand. Yes, you should definitely do that. Pitchfork and X. <laughs> that would be awesome. I would love to see that. I would love to see your number one. My number one, as you've no doubt guessed because I haven't mentioned it already, is Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, my God. And so we talked on our podcast last week about how I've made it to the epilogue already. And just like the way they have handled the story and the characters and the way they've delivered that, how so much of the game feels like as you're going from chapter to chapter there's so much variety in there Mm -hmm. uh that it's just kind of astounding to me um but also it gets to really feeling like this really well-developed uh character drama and where it becomes almost like this long-running tv series or this really engaging movie uh, to the point where I almost wished it was a movie, because <laughs> uh, their their attention to detail is like uh, it's above, like it sets a new bar basically uh, for all games. Just the the attention to detail that they have, and like there's so much stuff that I've not really done in the game. Like I haven't done much hunting, and there's all these challenges that you can do. And like, I've kind of just been mainlining the story because I didn't want to take the time to do all that stuff. But like, conceivably, you could be playing this game forever just because there's so much content to it. And exploring the world, I've found uh, maybe it's just because I've not spent as much time with God of War. But like, I've found exploring just the vast open world of Red Dead Redemption so fun that I've kind of wanted to put off main story missions just to do more of that um whereas in god of war i think i mainly wanted to just like get to the next quest so i could see the next bit of story and that doesn't even get into like 
Red Dead Online, uh, which I've spent very little time with, but I have played a little bit of. And like the game is just so huge and there's so much to it. There's and it's so well done and so much of it feels it doesn't ever really feel that repetitive to me. And I've spent so much time with it also that I'm just not sure that anything else quite equals it uh, in my mind. So, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. I, I enjoyed it a lot. And I am very curious to see or to get your reaction once you play more of it. I'm excited. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks, uh, I will progress far enough that we can start talking about it. Yeah, I definitely want to do more like more of an in-depth talk about the story and everything once you finish it so should we move on to some movies we liked oh yeah i wanted to shout out favorite remaster which is not really a category i just made it up so that i could bring up red faction gorilla remastered edition (laughs) again just because i like that game and also we did a video on it that you can go check out but oh here's one didn't um shadow the colossus for ps4 come out oh yeah i don't remember if that was this year but probably was if it did shout out to that i never got around to playing it but i would love to replay that game and all for everything i heard everyone said it was a a great remaster now before we move on to like movies and stuff did you have any honorable mentions for video games that didn't quite make your top five Mm, i mean smash even though i've only had it for two days i am loving it yeah, Smash is on is an honorable mention for me. Uh, I spent quite a bit of time just so I could capture enough footage and get enough impressions to put together that video. But also Tetris Effect, which we talked about on a podcast and I put together a video for. And Call of Duty Black Ops 4 and then Pokemon oh, yeah. Let's Go. Just because I, I spent a lot of time with that game. Uh, it's a re- I guess that's a remake. Yeah, that's a good point. But uh, anyway, fun games, not quite cracking the top five. But so why don't we move on to movies? Are these going to be in any kind of order or are we just shouting out? I think we're just going to shout them out because I don't really have a specific order. Well, what's your first one? Uh, I th- I guess I could say my number one movie of the year because I've not I realized when I was putting a list of favorite movies together that I've really just not seen that many movies this year. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite was probably Mission Impossible Fallout. Zach, that is also my movie. Of the I had year, a feeling favorite. that you would say that. <laughs> I watched that trailer so many. It was such a good trailer, and it really delivered on how good a movie. It was so good. It was a fun ride. It got pretty intense as well. Mission Impossible and Fast and Furious are the two best franchises right now. Well. I mean, I'm, I'm, I like the Mission Impossible franchise. <laughs> I don't know if I'm on board with you for the, the Fast and Furious franchise. but The stunts are so good. Like, Tom Cruise is insane. Uh, <laughs> it was just the, all around. The fact that I he's one of the few people in Hollywood still doing his own stunts and that it's like a thing every time one of these movies comes out. Like, what's the yeah. crazy new stunt that Tom Cruise pulled off for this movie? The halo like, drop was great. Like the, yeah. the helicopter thing alone is insane. Yeah. The, the one thing uh, that my dad always brings up when we I talk about Mission Impossible Fallout is there's no way that that last scene happens in 15 minutes. Yeah, that's a good point. I hate when <laughs> things have a ticking clock. And yeah. like, why put yourself to that constraint? Like, 
you're never going to do it in that time. Exactly. Why open yourself up to the criticism by just like randomly putting yourself up against a a running clock, even though you know there's no way you're going to meet that? Yeah. It just, but that's the only flaw that if if that's the only flaw that you can pull from the movie, then uh, I think you're okay because movie time and Tom Cruise time doesn't run the same way the rest of the world works. <laughs> what uh? So what is your, what are some other movies you liked? Uh, I liked Isle of Dogs because I'm a big. Zach, wa- that is my. That's the second thing I wrote down. Oh yeah, we're like two for two. Uh, yeah. well, I'm a big Wes Anderson fan. As am I. So, I mean, pretty much anything Wes Anderson makes is going to be one of my favorite movies of the year, generally. But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed that movie. What's number three on your list? Uh, Infinity War. Well, I got news for you. We're three for three. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, I thought, I mean, it was good. It was not like there were no wow moments in it for me. But I thought I should put it in just because it was just such a feat to finally have this culmination of everything. And it was definitely like everyone saw it. Uh, everyone knows about like yeah, Thanos' snap. It, it's stuff. like an event at this point. Uh, when, I'm very excited to see Endgame, uh, yeah. Captain Marvel before, and Spider-Man after. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I wonder, did you have a fourth one? Are we going to be four for four? I have high doubts that we're going to be four for four, but I do have a fourth movie. Do you want me to name it or do you want to go? Should we shout at the uh, same time? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Crimes of Grindelwald. What? No, I'm just kidding. Mine was Annihilation. Okay. Uh, Oh, I did see that movie. Yeah, I like that movie. Maybe that's my number five. I've heard Quiet Place is really good, and I heard they're making a sequel. They are making a sequel, but they said it's going to be pretty different from the first one. But uh, yeah, A Quiet Place was uh, really good. I had heard good things about it, but... It's not the directorial debut for Jim Halpert from The Office, but it is uh, like his maybe mainstream debut. And uh, yeah, he's apparently he's good. He's a good director and he <laughs> should do more of that. You liked Annihilation, though? I did. Yeah, I liked Annihilation. I don't even remember when I saw it. It was a long time ago, but... Uh, I don't, it was the same director as Ex Machina. I didn't like it as much yeah. as Ex Machina, but I did enjoy it. Um, do you want to talk about favorite shows? Sure. I only put down one because I was like, there's no way I'll be able to remember all the I shows. I wonder if we put down the same one. Uh, I, I know we didn't because I know you <laughs> haven't seen this yet. <laughs> what is it? The Expanse. Oh, I need to, yeah, I need to get on that. I, I really want you. To spend well, I want you to finish Red Dead Redemption too. But yeah, uh, the next thing I want you to do during your break, I have your entire schedule uh, <laughs> laid out for your break. But you're gonna play Red Dead Redemption too, and then you're gonna watch The Expanse. Um, I think you it's it. what is it? Season four it was this year. I thought season three was this year. Maybe it was season three. I've lost track already. I know they're they're moving to Amazon. That was uh, quite a story this year earlier. We even talked about it a little bit on our, our show. But uh, yeah, it was like there was a lot of drama uh, when Sci-Fi canceled The Expanse because they didn't really own the rights. So like the production company was like, well, we're going to keep making this. We just need to know <laughs> where it's going to go. 
we don't want to give up on it. So like the fans and every like the cast and crew like started this Twitter campaign and um people were like they knew the best place to pick it up would be Amazon because that's where it was streaming and that's where most people watched it. Um mm-hmm. so they like flew one of those planes with a banner that said save the expanse around Amazon Studios headquarters in like Santa Monica and or Jeff Bezos is like a fan of the book series and wanted to own the rights to the show in the first place and was kind of bummed that he didn't get to. So people were like trying to message him and tweet at him to get him to like pick it up or whatever. And when he announced that he they did, the head of like Amazon Studios was like admitted that people were like sending her cakes and like <laughs> everybody from like Patton Oswalt to like George R. R. Martin to like the head of uh Craigslist were like messaging her like save this show it's great or whatever so it became this huge deal over the summer and it was crazy when uh amazon actually announced that they are picking it up so you can watch i think the first three seasons on amazon prime and i will not a sponsor but you should do it (laughs) uh so tell me about the tv shows you have i had uh just one and it's the good place uh, do you watch that show? Yeah, I think I saw that earlier this year. Um, this most recent season, I feel like it's gotten better every season. And this season was really good. And the final episode of it was crazy. Uh, and they have started oh, like yeah. delving into the mechanics of the afterlife in a crazy way. And I think next season, it's been renewed for a fourth season, is going to be really crazy. Uh, for reasons I can't get into for spoiler reasons, but, uh... Don't they always, like, end on this, like, shocking reveal that you're like, whoa, they do. where's it gonna go now? Exactly, yeah. It it's almost... like, uh, it's very similar to, like, Lost, almost, where, like, the season finale of a Lost season would end in a crazy place, and then you'd have to wait, like, a year to figure out what was going on. Well, but it, it, but, uh, it interestingly... It does it in a way that sort of like almost changes the dynamic of the way the next season is going to play out. Yeah, it like it's you can't fathom how it's going to play out. That's like it's one of the few shows where it's not a formula. You don't know what's happening show to show. Yeah, it's an interesting show. I'll give you that. Are there any other things we need to talk about tops of for the year? How was it over? It was a good year overall, I think, right? It was a good year. I think uh, I pressed you to figure out what your top five from last year was well what was your top five from last year again for video games uh number one would be breath of the wild number two is mario odyssey uh number three i think would be PUBG. Four. i don't remember what else i said um what else did i play last year Mm, that's my top three well, I can tell you my top five was Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, Horizon Zero Dawn, um, Persona 5, and Divinity Original Sin 2. Oh, yeah. Divinity was on there as well. And I, I guess uh, Mario Rabbids Kingdom oh, Battle yeah, came out yeah. last year. I so, played a bunch of that. So compare that to your top five this year. Which do you think was the stronger year? Hmm... I don't know. Breath of the Wild was so good. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard to compete with that. But 
But God of War also, and Red Dead Redemption, yeah. like the fact that God of War and Red Dead Redemption came out this year is yeah. insane. Like, well, when we look back on this generation, like we're going to remember it for Breath of the Wild and God of War and Red Dead Redemption too. Yeah, probably. Like, I can't think of other, I mean, I guess maybe like Destiny kind of defined this generation for me because that's yeah. the reason I bought a PS4. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know if it will. Well, yeah, it, it it definitely will. I don't know. It's a good question. But yeah, definitely Breath of the Wild. That's like a once in a decade game. Yeah, well, and honestly, I kind of think uh, like the more of Red Dead Redemption 2 I play, the more I'm like, this is one of those games that'll be like in that conversation for like game of the generation. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. So... Yeah, like the last this year and last year were like two of the biggest years that we've had in a really long time. Just in terms maybe of next like, year too. It could be. There's still what some if, uh, big stuff. Cyberpunk twenty twenty seven. Oh man, or I, I'm so excited for that game. Uh, yeah, it, maybe that's what we should do next. Is look forward. What what's coming next year? What's the most exciting stuff? And it is, for me, cyberpunk. But the- I read an article where the devs were the devs of cyberpunk were saying that they expect people to like cyberpunk more than Red Dead Redemption Two. Well, I mean, of course they would say that, but I <laughs> I believe it honestly. Like in this case, just because one, it's a developer that's like um that good but also just like i feel like they're gonna do combat better yeah that's probably true and the open world is probably I'm so gonna be to see that open world, yeah, yeah like it's gonna be more dense and more interesting and i'm not to super me. into cowboys i yeah. have to say like i prefer cyberpunk yeah me too so i i i don't doubt it like sure that's like a very dev thing to say but like i kind of believe it and i don't know like so last last year Breath of the Wild and Mario were just like the games to have on Switch. This year, I feel like the only the like the only game to have on Switch was Smash, which just came out and it's like almost the end well, of the year. Well, Smash and, and you can make a case for Pokemon, but yeah. What do you think the game next year to be to get on Switch? Do you think they're finally going to have a Metroid game or an Animal Crossing game? Well, so there I think they're going to have Yoshi and I'm not sure about Metroid whether it's going to make it or not this year or if that's going to be uh, further out but if it does come out next year that would probably be their one of their big releases for the year um, what was I feel like there was another one there's another mm. big Nintendo oh there's going to be a, a mainline Pokemon game next year supposedly oh yeah so there was yeah mainline Pokemon game and uh, Fire Emblem I think I don't care about Final Fire Emblem. Uh, I I am kind of curious, honestly. After playing the mobile one, I liked that way more than I expected to, or had any reason to. Just because it was kind of like that Into the Breach thing, where it's just sort of a strategy game that I wouldn't normally be into, but somehow I got into it because mm-hmm. it was like super simple but super satisfying as well. Yeah. Um, and so it made me curious to see what like an actual main series game would be like. So, Doom Eternal is coming out next year. Oh yeah, 
That would be great. Yeah, and I'm actually, uh, like, previously I was not interested in Rage at all, but, like, I think the most recent coverage Game Informer had of it made me a little more interested in it, so I'm kind of curious about that game now. I'm not interested in that, like, the next Far Cry thing. Yeah, I don't care about that at all. I'm kind of falling out of love with Far Cry after Far Cry 5, I have to say. Yeah, I think we were, you were hesitant going into it just because of the setting. Yeah. And I think I'm now with you on it. Four, like three and four were definitely the high points of the series. Yeah. Well, and uh, Blood Dragon. Oh, yeah, Blood Dragon for sure. Uh, but yeah, the I, I don't know. I'm not looking forward to that one. Smash DLCs, I'm sure, will be a big part of next year. Yeah, Smash DLCs. Oh, what about a Super Mario Odyssey DLC? Oh my god, I would, that would be that's my dream. I would love that. I would I don't love know if we're it too. It. Like what? So what if um, they their DLC is like a new land to go to? You have to oh to get there. You have to go to the moon, right? And then it's like this. Uh, you go to these round planets and it's kind of a Mario Galaxy like situation. Mm, and that's, I'm very on board for that. And that's like a precursor to a new Mario Galaxy game. I would love that. I would love any new Mario would be great. Even if they port that uh, like 3D land one. I always wanted to play that, but I never got to because it was oh, only yeah. on 3DS. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, I don't know what Nintendo's going to have. What's the question? Is what's Sony gonna have? Are is uh, Ghost of Tsushima and no. what's Last it called? Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, Last of Us Part Two and Death Stranding. Are they even coming out next year? We don't know because don't know, man. they pulled out of everything, <laughs> all their conferences. What? Yeah, what is going on? They've like gone dark. Like they are. I don't know what's gonna happen in 2019. I mean, obviously. I think one of their spokesmen, like someone was being like, hey, man, we're not really hearing anything from you. And he just like smiled and nodded and was like, wait for 2019. But I don't know. At this point, if they don't have a plan, like what are they doing? I'm sure they do have a plan is the thing. I just like it's something completely unexpected. Not doing their PSX and um, not being at E3. Yeah, not being at E3 crazy i don't know what they're doing well and so here's the speculation is that ghost of tsushima last of us part two death stranding and even cyberpunk are like end of generation games that are also on uh next gen console Mm. or at least that's my speculation that seems like a lot of games to have as like launch titles though (laughs) Wouldn't that be crazy, though? Wouldn't that be the most insane launch lineup of any? Think about that. Absolutely, it would, yeah. Four or five games that are just like triple A games that have been in development for like six to eight years or whatever. It would be. Well, I guess if they, because we know the PS5, whatever it's going to be, is not coming out till 2020. Like, probably. They've not said specifically. For sure, that's not been announced, but the speculation, everything, everybody's heard, it seems, and they're, the fact that they're not going to be at E3, it's pretty much confirmation without them specifically yeah. saying that they're the console's coming out in 2020. Uh, if that's the case, they can't hold all of those games until 2020, because then what would they release uh, in 2019? 
it's i mean super good point i don't i don't really know man like plus we've seen a good amount of last of us part two death stranding and ghost of tsushima to the point where could they not release it next year like do they have that much more work to do on those games i guess they might if they're uh bringing them to next gen consoles but yeah i don't know i really i i don't know man i wonder if xbox is gonna win the next generation I mean, who knows? I don't know what uh, Microsoft's plan for next gen is Uh, in terms of games. Like we kind of have an idea of what we might expect to be the launch lineup for PlayStation just because we don't know any any of those games are coming out yet. But Mm -hmm. so we can kind of speculate on that. But like, what are we speculating is a uh, Xbox two launch game? Halo Infinite. Yeah, I guess that would be their one thing, unless that Gears of War game. Oh man, I forgot about that. I am so unplugged from all <laughs> Gears of War stuff. Like, I I just think of it now as the Die Another Day game where they're parachuting and surfing down. And like, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't remember that, just go watch our Microsoft uh, E3 conference recap video on our YouTube channel, but. Man, I can't wait for E3 again. That's going to be so fun to make those videos. Well, but is it? I mean, nobody's going to be there. Just so I mean, not it, be it, there. it will be. It'll still be fun. I just, I don't know. I just, I'm so confused as to what Sony's doing, but. Hopefully Bethesda has uh, Starfield to show because oh, that's yeah. like something I'm heavily anticipating. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Starfield and the next Elder Scrolls game. I'm super uh, anticipating those games. We'll see. That could be another launch title for the PS5. Anyway, it could be. Should we wrap it up for the year, Zach? We should. We should wrap up 2018. 2018 is ending, and we hope you had good holidays. But yeah, I'm going to be playing more Red Dead 2. Me too. I'm gonna That's tr- the number one thing I'm going to be playing. I'm going to try to get... I'm either jumping back into God of War, or I'm jumping back into Assassin's Creed Odyssey on Project Stream. I don't know what it's going to be yet. But it's going to be one of those two things. You um, should do God of War so we can talk about the ending. Yeah, you're probably right. I should do that. But anyway, let us know what your favorite games of 2018 were. Let us know your top five. And if you liked our top five, go ahead and give us a like. And yeah, I guess we'll catch you in 2019. 2019. The year of Xbox Two? I don't know. Yeah, it seems like it. Could be. Let us know what you're speculating and anticipating. Follow us on Twitter at Starside Cafe and send us an email at starsidecafe at gmail.com. And do you have any parting wisdom for 2018 heading into 2019? Um, you know, we thought Battle Royale was going to be a bigger thing than it was, I think. Yeah, it's still a pretty big thing, but maybe only... Fortnite's still giant. Yeah, maybe like, only for Fortnite. I feel like, I mean, people are playing Black Ops 4, yeah, I guess. they but. are. And people, like, people still play PUBG, and people still play, yeah, Blackout. But, but I think we were anticipating it was going to, like, explode, and it did not. Yeah, we were expecting every game to have a Battle Royale mode. Yeah. Um, Even the Red Dead one is like, it kind of does, but no one's really talking about it. Yeah. And I don't think Battlefield 5 has released one yet. They they may still do that, but that's something to look forward to in 2019. Yeah. That's not advice, though. Oh, you wanted advice? I thought you just wanted wisdom. Uh, well. I guess that was more reflection. Do you have advice Try... or wisdom? My advice 
is try to beat more games in 2019 than you beat in 2018. That is good advice. I would like to take you up on that. <laughs> maybe, maybe our, we will. Maybe we'll our first uh, episode of 2019 will be counting the number of games that we finished in 2018 and setting a goal for 2019. That's a good idea. Yeah, we'll do a goals episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. And uh, we'll see you in 2019. Goodbye. Goodbye.